it's really interesting to sit here and think about my journey to Assisi, well, 16 years ago now. I've been, I don't think I've been procrastinating about writing the book. I just feel like I maybe wasn't ready or the message wasn't maybe ready to be heard. I don't know. (laughs) I do know this though. If I can share this experience with you now and it can help you find a place of inner peace, then I feel that maybe the time is right now to share this. I'm actually in the midst of writing the book um, with a beautiful editor and um, I'm going to read to you some of the parts of the book because I hope that they touch you. If we knew today, or if we knew then what we knew, to, we know today, the wiseness, the, the knowing within us would be the right word to use would be worth its weight in gold I think I I was searching for that wisdom within my life I feel from a very little girl I I wanted to be that without realising really what that was and um Part of my journey, a very big part of my journey in the beginning of my life was learning difficulties. I, I didn't read till I was 11. I could make out words, but I really, I couldn't read. And I definitely couldn't spell. And I definitely couldn't write properly. Um, and when I was a little girl, if you didn't write it or read it properly, you were actually, um, at times, if you weren't paying attention, in my early years, they would take a ruler and hand, hit your hand with it. Thank God that's not like that today. That actually brings up tremendous um, sadness in my heart to think that some of us have had to go through that and other experiences. I feel that's why I'm dedicated when I hear someone is in pain. I want to help them see that they are amazing and beautiful because we all are. And that really is the driving force behind me reading this book to you. And I truly believe part of the driving force is sending me to Italy. But the main driving force that sent me to Italy were my three children. (laughs) Not because they were driving me mad. (laughs) Although they were at that time, but I loved them. Oh gosh, I loved all those mad moments. No, I'm laughing. The driving force to be a better mum, to be a better human being to be um, a loving mum and a kind and wise mum that could guide them through tumultuous times and we've had a few and not let them give up to give them the best of me so they could be the best of them and become the best adults of themselves not perfect but grounded human beings who come from their heart space and they do and they truly do and I am in awe of them and they teach me every day so if I'm rabbiting on please forgive me (laughs) oh 
well, we can just hang out here, right? We, we haven't got very far to go. We, uh, so let's go on a journey. And the journey, um, I'm going to jump in and, and sort of share with you some of the experiences and why they happened. And maybe I'm going to step back in time. But this is my journal. And uh, it started actually on the 28th of June, 2004. And I wrote in my journal, Assisi, my journey into love and inner peace. And this is how it begins. Well, here goes. A journey into life or a journey into a life that will never be the same again. One thing I do know, however light I think I'm traveling, next time I'm just packing my panties and me and nothing more. Which I laugh because I thought I was traveling light till I tried to lift this bag onto a train. <laughs> Realized I wasn't traveling light at all. But I do know that um, in the decision to do this journey, I most probably do need to step back in time just for a little bit because some of you don't know how the journey came about. So hold on to the bag part and let me just step back in time. On the 20th, most probably the 25th, a few days before on the Thursday night, I was woken up about three o'clock in the morning by a beautiful voice. And that she brings so much emotions uh, to my heart because we don't realize that there are such beauty and such beauty in the world that really is supporting us, especially at this time. And um, the gift of having the ability to hear them was my saving grace because by me hearing their messages, I was able to navigate a world that was quite uh, scary and intense for me most of my childhood because of my learning difficulties, not my home life, but my school life. So that morning, in the early hours of 3 a.m., this voice said to me, tomorrow, go online and look up meditation in Italy. And I knew that I had to do that. You see, I hadn't heard those voices for six months. And that sent me into a very, very deep downward spiral of depression. By not having the ability to hear your voices when you live by them, you feel as if your connection to God within you is no longer there. Maybe you feel forsaken or that you've done something wrong and you don't know what's happening. I'm not going to say a punishment because I don't believe in that, but it feels sometimes that something in your life is so harsh that you feel lost. And by hearing that voice that morning, that early hours of that morning, I knew that that was a very important message. And I also know today that had I carried on hearing my voices and that voice had said that to me that morning, I don't think I would have left. And I know for sure that I would never have changed any of our lives. But that journey did change our lives. And so I did that morning run to the computer and I put in meditation in Italy. Beautiful Italy, where they are today in this world. Sending so much love. Oh my gosh, so much love. 
Anyway, I um, put in Italy and it up came Assisi. And I knew in that moment I had to go. You see, when I was a little girl, I was educated in a convent. There were a few Jewish kids in the convent and um, I feel that my mother, she actually said to me, we put you in the convent because we, well, my mum said, I watched the nun story and saw how kind the nuns are. God bless my mum, really God bless her. You know, in those days, um, schooling, and, and I did go to private school, but it was strict and it was not me. Uh, I know that I had a lot of personality. I remember one day um, the teacher saying to me, you talk a lot. You're a very nice girl, but you talk a lot. (laughs) Her name was Sister Margaret. They were the Dominican nuns and the Franciscan monks. And it fascinated me, you know, um, I was brought up in a traditional Jewish family and our traditions were very much family. We weren't orthodox, we didn't go to the synagogue um, every week. Um, in fact, my father's synagogue was the golf course and my mother's was the, the, the shopping mall. <laughs> but that worked for our family and um, what was traditional for us is was every Friday night we would get together with my grandparents who I love and adore with all my heart and know they're with me wherever I go to this day and we would have my dad would say the prayers and we would have wine and challah and eat and we'd eat together and those are the memories that you know you just cannot they're they're there with you forever so for me you know you you're a Jewish child in a convent school and you're told you don't need to go into the chapel but I wanted to sit in the chapel and this was the catalyst to planting a seed in my heart that would show up when I was 40 years old. I sat in the chapel one day and I saw this light going through my eyes. It was the most unbelievable experience. It was coming through the glass at the top. And a voice said to me, don't give up. Don't give up. One day, when you're 40 years old, you will know what this is all about. I can remember that and thinking to myself, okay, it wasn't something that I even questioned or... I don't know, I, I, I just received it, but I don't think I understood it. Um, because I think most probably my mother was 40 at that time. And, um, you know, that... I don't think she looked old. If I told her that, she'd go mad. <laughs> but she, what, what does an 11-year-old know about a 40-year-old woman? But it just, as it came and it went, I just... I, I accepted it. But the time that I'm talking about now, I was 40. And I was a great actress of pretending that everything in my being, in my heart, in my soul was fantastic. Of course, my life was amazing, truly. So blessed, so grateful. The gift of my three amazing children, 
the blessing of a husband that I loved and adored with a family that I cherished. But it was me, you see. I, I was searching within my soul for the flavors that I felt I hadn't reached. And so when that dream, that voice, the messenger woke me up and I went online and saw a CC and remembered that time when I was in the chapel, I knew I had to go. So I checked in with all my family, my three young kids, and they all said, Mum, if this is what you need to do, you must go. I had never left my children, ever. I was the mother that was glued to their side, all three of them. We all three, four of us waddled together, you know, three children under five. Uh, You're running a very tight uh, ship in your home because there's so many different experiences that are needed every day. And not all of them went to the same school either. So I would start off at seven in the morning, get them ready for school, try and get breakfast down their throats, scream a bit. (laughs) Time to go to school now. Get your breakfast down your throats. (laughs) We've got to go, we've got to go. Come on now, we're going to be late, we're going to be late. You know, all that normal stuff that the mothers do. Get in the car, get in the car. Did you remember this? I forgot my peak. Well, just run back in. Well, come on, we're going to be late. And that was my normal day. Yeah, that was my normal uh, dialogue. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Just to let you know, my kids are now 30, 25 and 24, so you can imagine. Anyhow, so that had to be organised. Taking them to school, picking them up, organised football, rugby, dance, ballet, all of the normal things. I had a wonderful team at home. My parents, my in-laws and the help I had which I was very grateful to have at the house and my husband. But they were there. And um, and as I said, my kids were... I was the only one that was taking care of them and I never really let anyone drive them anywhere. I was always very nervous. I was a nervous person at that time. I didn't like them climbing on things or jumping on each other. I was just always nervous that something would happen to them because I just loved them so much. And I most probably was neurotic. <laughs> Oh, God bless myself for being that person in that time. Anyway, I didn't even put gas in my own car. Um, everything was taken care of for me in those days. It was, uh, it was the way my life was. I was an old-fashioned um, mother, housewife. But I was also always there for anyone in need and dedicated to um, cooking for you if you needed it, being there if you were depressed or overwhelmed or or sad. I think that's been my life's journey, actually, even from a little girl. I felt that I was felt more connected to adults than children because I liked their minds, their wisdom. Anyway, sorry if I'm rambling on. I'm jumping all over the place here. But on that, Thursday in the middle of the night when I got the message to the Monday when I left I remember sitting in the taxi as I looked back at my home and feeling this overwhelming emotion in my heart and I said I wonder if I will be the same person coming back so this is a little bit of the journal 
Am I nervous about making this journey? No, I'm a little, I'm excited and a little apprehensive. What I do know with all my heart is I'm walking into the path of truth and that I'm one with the light of love in the universe. Spirit and I are one, and as one we are journeying together. Many blessings to us both. I get to the airport and um, I get on the plane and the plane takes off and the best seat in the house is waiting for me. The other two seats are taken up by a lovely couple from Northampton, Wendy and David. In no time at all we start chatting and my time flying flies by. They were on their way to Rome with friends, planning to walk and sightsee. They were also visiting the Pope as they had a private audience, as David was a cardinal. I told them that I was going to Assisi, and they said that was fabulous and wished me luck. We landed, and David very kindly showed me a sign where to get my bus ticket from. I remember thinking how beautiful, although we think we're on our own, we're really not on our own at all. For every step that we take, someone is sent to guide us further. I'm going to stop for a moment on that and talk about real life today. We're in the unknown. Don't fear it, please. Please don't fear it. Take a breath when you get scared and fearful. No one knows any day what's coming. We wake up in the morning and we experience a day of life. I've learnt through this journey in these past 15 years. I wake up in the morning and I'm so grateful for the day. And I say, I wonder what experience I'm going to experience today. And I anticipate it with joy, even at this moment, right now at this moment. I am in anticipation of the change that is coming through this world experience for us all. Can you imagine a world where we all unite? Can you imagine a world where we all care about each other? That it's not singular, the me. <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe that's a, a deep release for myself because I'm sometimes so sad when it's just about the me experience and you turn the W into the M into the W and the we. It's a, it's a deep thought, that one. It's a deep thought and something I hope is going to happen. I'm turning the pages here. So David guided me to get the bus, and I get to the bus. <laughs> and uh, it's not a normal bus that you'd see in London. It's like a quite—it's like a coach bus, <laughs> but it looks like something out of uh, uh, a rickety rackety bus. Um, and what I'm aware of is that. As I said, I was only going to travel next time with my panties and myself. The way that you put the luggage 
on the bus is you have to throw it on the top. <laughs> oh, that's going to be interesting, I said to myself. Okay then. But as I said that, okay then, I um, meet these two beautiful girls. And they say to me, from their, and excuse my uh, way of sharing this, but they're from Australia, all right, love? So I said, well, um, I'm not sure how I'm going to get my bag up the top there. Oh, no worries, love. And they take, I think they call me lovey. No worries, lovey. <laughs> and they take the bag and they literally, they just, they're so strong. They're like Amazon women. <laughs> and then they just put it up there for me. Like just one, two, three. <clears throat> and I remember just smiling and saying, they're my angels for today. Is this all we need to do? Is step into blind faith? Is each path one step at a time? I remember sitting on the bus, and, I, and now this is this is everything I share with you is the honest truth. It's not flavored up or sprinkled with some extra spice to make it, you know, interesting. I want you to imagine I'm in Rome. This is where I've landed. I don't know if I shared that with you because I had to go from Rome to Assisi. I couldn't fly to Assisi. There's no airport there. And Assisi is in Umbria, which is past Pisa and Florence and along that that region. So I'm on the bus. There's no separate like chairs. The the seats are all covered in I think this pinky velour, and it's an old rickety bus. So the springs <laughs> of the chair you can feel them, and there's no air conditioning. The windows are open. Um, you're in tight proximity with people who um, have a very nice flavoring perfume of B.O. <laughs> the latest flavor of the day, B.O. <laughs> oh, God, it was just so... Oh, I think back now, I was so free. I was free of all those worries, of this control, of the need to be in control of everything, the need to command everything. Oh, I must have been um, awful to have lived with. I'm so sorry, kids. <laughs> Although I tell them sometimes, gosh, and they look at me like, Mum, are you nuts? But, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the best for our, our families. Anyway, I'm rambling again. So there I am on this bus. The windows are open. The beat of flavor is the flavor of the day. <laughs> and I'm smiling with the biggest smile on my face because I really feel alive. And I remember, like, my luggage is on the top where I am and above that are cages and the chickens are clocking away and I'm most probably in the rawest most neutral place I've ever been in my whole life on my own and I'm not sure if I told you I didn't actually go with any credit cards I went with cash and I went with traveler's checks I wanted to really 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 become a pilgrim and that's exactly what I became And that's where I'm going to stop for now. So stay tuned. Some more of this is coming. But know this. The courage is within us. I promise you. I promise you this. And I'm like, uh, tears in my eyes. If I could have done what I did on that journey and for the rest of the times that I've been now experiencing life, I promise you, you can do this. Please don't be scared of the unknown. 
Please don't be scared of what's around us at the moment. Please pull on blind faith. Please, please, please connect with love in your heart. Please connect with trust. The universe within us all has a purpose. I promise you, I have lived the experience and live it every day and I learn it every day. Every day I'm learning something new and I want it to be that way. But what I did learn then was that courage and inner peace go hand in hand and it starts one step at a time. This is our first step together. Stay tuned. Much love.